Welcome to the Bike Pack Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Chris Panaski. This podcast was created so as to share the stories of bike tours, bike packers, and endurance cyclists from around the world as they embark on amazing adventures. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn the ins and outs of bike travel. You'll get insight into various countries and cultures around the world, hear fantastic stories of their journeys. Through both mine and my guests' experiences, you'll learn about the pros and cons of specific gear, bikes, and bike setups. If you're new to bike travel and considering going on an adventure, I hope the podcast provides you with that extra little bit of motivation to make it happen. I want to thank Panorama Cycles, Redshift Sports, Restrap, Race Day Fuel, and Brockman Cyclery for supporting Bike Pack Adventures and helping to keep me on the bike. Check out the show notes for more information about these amazing companies. Thanks and keep on pedaling. Welcome to the Bike Tour Adventures podcast. I am your host, Chris Panaski, and I interview bike tourists from around the world to bring you stories of their adventures and experiences. These are people who get out there and leave the comfort zone of the typical 9 to 5 to embark on ambitious adventures and take on challenges that most people can only dream about. If you like what you hear today, please share this podcast with other bike tours you know, or anyone else you think may be interested. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at info at biketouradventures.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at Bike Tour Adventures. In this episode of Bike Tour Adventures, I'm speaking with Ava and Mari after they have cycled from Holland to China and beyond. After more than a year on the road, these two ladies have cycled through 22 countries and pedaled over 24,000 kilometers. In today's interview, we'll find out all about their motivations to travel, how they prepared for the tour, and talk about their dreams and aspirations. Ava, Mari, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. And um, so why don't we just start? I, I like to always start with people telling us about themselves because, you know, at least then we can kind of build this kinship. And uh, so why don't you guys tell us about yourselves? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, my name is uh, Mari. I'm 29 years old and um, I'm from the Netherlands. I was born in a, a small village, but moved uh, after high school to Amsterdam, where I've been living for the last 10 years, I think. Maybe already 11. Maybe 11, yeah. And I, I studied uh, very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm 29 now, and before we went on this trip, I worked pretty much one year, like one year straight. Um, so yeah, and I worked in a bank, did something with uh, uh, terrorism, financing, and um, money laundering. Because mm-hmm. even terrorists not- need money, right? Yes, obviously. <laughs> Very important. Yeah, that's, so that's about it, I guess. Sounds cool. Yes, well, I'm also 29. Uh, my name is Eva. Uh, I also lived in Amsterdam for the last 11 years. I think we moved there at the same time. Yeah. Well, we only know each other for maybe six years. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we met through soccer. Yeah. Um, uh, I worked at an NGO for, um, like, that's try to promote more women women in science and technology and IT. Okay. And, well, what I quit my job before we left, and um, I studied biology. Oh, yeah. nice. Now, so we all know that Dutch people cycle a lot. Did you guys have previous bike touring experience or just more or less normal Dutch-style cycling? 
Well, so, of course, like like every Dutch almost cycles to their work. So but that's probably not what you mean. Uh, I think we we did some trips maybe the last three, four years. So we went to France, we went to Belgium, we mm-hmm. went to Germany to, um, well, that's maybe about it. Like also in Holland, you can make nice trips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like- and for me, my parents dragged me when I was a child. I think I was two, three. And my dad, we uh, went on cycling holidays in Holland. And uh, my dad had just like a big car behind the bicycle and they put us, the kids inside. So I think it's, yeah, well, I'm young. Hey, I, I uh, cycled to my high school, which was about 45 kilometers a day uh, for six wow. years. Wow. So uh, I think that's that's a bit kind of the extreme Dutch version of uh, cycling a lot. When you're young. We don't know anyone who did this. So I had to cycle 10. This is really crazy. Right? Yes, it was it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And actually, after high school, I I was really done with it because I thought, oh, this going to school every day and like cycling. I don't know, like three hours uh, a day. It was it was a lot. Were you uh, using so I, like I, a like a like a many speed road bike and stuff, or were you like using a you know your traditional Dutch style city bicycle? Um. Oh, good question. Actually. Very good question. I, I think I had more bicycles in this time, but it was it was quite a okay bike. Okay. Not a yeah, yeah. Hmm. I could shift for sure. Um, yeah, it was fine. Okay. It was fine. Yeah. Um, what made you guys decide to do this bike tour from Holland to well, I guess now Malaysia, but uh, uh well, actually, the, the first plan was to go to China. So what happened was when we were graduating, I think it was maybe four years ago, we were graduating like with five girls, like we all did different uh, studies, but we all like uh, rode our teeth together. So we would like Mm -hmm. every day come together and rode and have breaks together. And then there was one girl and she said, okay, so it's my dream to cycle to China. Why don't you all join? And we actually all got very excited and we thought, well, let's do it. And it's also like, it was very nice to write your teeth, but then secretly like watch YouTube videos and I don't know, like make plans. So every break we're like, okay, so when do we have to leave and what do we have to buy? So it was like this whole thing. And then after, uh, we actually did a small trip to, uh, to Germany with the five of us to see whether we connected and whether oh, okay. everybody liked yeah. it. And then, and then it was offered. So I already had a job and I really felt like, okay, I've studied for six years. I want to work and maybe I want to do it later, but like not now. Mm-hmm. And so I said afterward, I'm going to do it. Mari still wants to, to start here. One other girl said, oh, I would like a road trip, but I would prefer to do it in a canoe. So she was also out. And and then there was, uh, so there, and then the other girl also wants to reach. And then there was only one girl left. And then, so it didn't happen. Uh, but that was how the idea came into our minds. And then, so we didn't do it then. But especially for me, I really, I really felt very sorry that we didn't do it because I looked I really look forward to this trip. Mm-hmm. And then so we always kept it in the back of our minds, I guess, while studying more and working and then... But also I think like that was maybe our first cycle trip ever. And afterwards we, we did like some cycling trips together and thought, oh, actually it's really nice. Yeah. And then at some point we thought, oh, actually we can still do, like, it. do it, like go all the way to China. Yeah. And actually like imagine that you go with five unexperienced bikers to China. I think you can, but you can, but it's maybe chaos. Yeah, 
and also like there's like there's a very big chance that someone's someone's uh, someone has a flat tire mm-hmm. or like a lot can go. Yeah, I think you compound yeah, the, think. All, all the mechanical <laughs> nice. issues become compounded, so you'll have just you know five times as often, or well, if there's two of you now, so maybe yeah. two and a half times more often, you're gonna have stopping because of something yeah, breaking, yeah, yeah. something this, something that. Yeah, probably. What yeah. did your family and your friends think about the the plan to to go around the, across the world? Um, but they really liked it. They thought it was quite unbelievable, and I think they were also a bit like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you have all those plans always. Let's mm-hmm. see. Let's see if it really happens." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then we got pretty serious and. No, they really, really liked it, and um, so our we, we invited our, our parents um, in the first week. In the first week, so um, when we left home, um, the first week was very, very much planned. We did about seventy kilometers every day, mm-hmm. and my parents they uh, came along on a bicycle, and her parents were not really they, fond of the idea. They. They went, yeah, they went in a car with us. So they would like drive to the new place and then get some nice things to eat. And then, I don't know, it was a really, also nice for our parents to meet each other. Like it was a very fun week. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool though. Like it's good because 70 kilometers is not so far that you get there and you're just dead. But it's yeah. a good enough distance that you make some spa- distance. And then it gives um, Eva's parents a little bit of time to have an extra coffee or a walk on the beach or wherever. Yeah, or like some sightseeing mm-hmm. and nice thing was all the gear all the stuff like all the bags could go into the car oh it was wonderful so it was yeah. also nice no for us first and week. for the parents and it was really nice to uh the only downside was we had the worst weather ever so it was raining every day there was oh. so much wind every day had wind yeah, yeah. It was very but still uh it was really good and i think after this week our parents were really comfortable uh, with us leaving because they saw ah oh, you, you do it this way and you get your stuff together, and I don't know. They, yeah, they were really like, okay, this this will work out fine. Yeah. And yeah. I think I imagine, also- I imagine Mari's Mari's parents were a little bit jealous because they'd done lots of bike trips since, by the sounds of things, when they were younger, and in but mostly in Europe. And here you are going all the way to China and beyond, and I'm sure they're a little bit jealous. Yeah, yeah. It was were. also like Mari's father. He has this very like I think a bike where he went from Amsterdam to Italy with like maybe thirty years ago. For and he was and yeah, he insisted he had to take this bike the first week. But like he didn't have brakes anymore. He had a flat tire like every couple of hours. It was <laughs> terrible. He had to take it. <laughs> so, well, at least he, was he wasn't trying to get you to take it. No, yeah, that's quite nice of him. <laughs> But, so, and also, I think mm-hmm. we have quite a lot of friends also do bicycle trips. Like, so I think that also, that's why a lot of friends of us liked it. And yeah. also quite a lot of friends visited us. So they I came to... I saw uh, that. Turkey. You guys had a significant amount of friends meet up with you. Yeah, it was, looked really awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're very surprised. You said, ah, everybody can come and join us for, for a small stretch and then a lot of friends said yeah okay sure we'll fly there we'll go there we're like what they really do this are yeah. they crazy oh, wow, that's amazing and, uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing yeah what yeah. uh what kind of bikes are you using for this tour uh so we both bought secondhand bikes mm-hmm. um and i have uh, a stevens randonneur 
Mm-hmm. It's German brands. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's like it's quite light. Like in the really good bike shop, they always told me it's too light, it's too light. But then I thought, okay, well, I think if I you just want to sell me a very fancy bike. So I think it's maybe 15 kilos. And um, well, and you have like a little bit more of a. Yeah, I have a, a Koga Miata, the Traveler. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. 15 years old, I guess. So also secondhand. Um, and I think we we both have been very lucky, but also like uh, some some cycling friends were on the on the lookout with us, so we 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 screened all those websites for secondhand bikes, um, yeah. and I paid only three hundred euros, I think, yeah, two hundred ninety. Nice. But it was completely fine. I mean, it's a bit old, but it's it's a really decent good bike. Yeah. Um, and did it have the racks and everything with it, or you had to buy them? No, um, I bought the front rack. I had to buy. But the rest was all, um, it was, it was all perfect actually. Awesome. I didn't really, so we changed the tires. Um, yeah. So that was we, it maybe, right? What we changed for your bike. Yeah, that was it. The rest was all, all really good. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because mine was also only 400 euros. And then I also got the, got like the four, the five bags actually with it. So the handlebar, no, not the handlebar, the pen, but the, the pannier bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, I think it's an important thing when you're, when you're going on bike tours to figure out where you can save money and secondhand bikes are generally a really, really great way to save a bunch of money because you can find good bikes. You know, people use them for their tours and they're done. And with the small, maybe repairing a couple things like, or maybe changing the bottom bracket or some bearings and stuff. That's hopefully all you need to do. Sweet. Um, so both of you guys are using a four pannier bag setup. Yeah, yes. we do. Yeah. And, um, I got a tent like in between on my, uh, uh back mm-hmm. rack and you, I have like this bag with, I think it's our, so long ago with our, uh, shoes and the chairs because so all the Dutch have chairs with them. Um, and what else is in there? Maybe raincoat, like just some practical thing, which is nice to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the bags. Um, you need uh, the cover. Yeah. And, and if I would do it again, I'm not sure I would make the same decision. Okay. Uh, well, initially I chose them because they have uh, the side pockets, which yeah, is amazing really nice because it's it. so I don't know useful. But then we had we had so much rain and it keeps on leaking a little bit and mm. it's so annoying. If your stuff gets wet, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Ortlieb's are awesome because they just stay dry, and and I get they're expensive, but I mean, I have Ortlieb's. Um, I bought the rear ones and used those for my first tour, and then when I was buying a bike for my wife secondhand, um, the person gave me two front ones, so it was a score. But um, I don't know, like I'm in the same boat. I think like ah, oh, maybe I would get the cheaper ones. I'd, you know, but if if it leaks any water, it's such a nightmare and a pain. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And I think yours are a bit worse than mine because, like, yours don't have plastic on the sides. Yeah, on the inside. So mm. it, actually, it gets it gets in from the from the tire. So just yeah, it's, it's really stupid actually. Oh, I don't so, know. But mine, yeah, but it's it's very. Our leaps are quite heavy compared to our bags. I think our yeah. leaps are like if you put the four, I think it's like one and a half. 
maybe even two kilos. Yeah. Just the packs. And like ours are really light. That's also a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you if you go cycling in the desert, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no That's rain, right. But... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, I had one other. I was gonna say I had one other guest uh, or couple that was on my show, and they had chairs with them, and. They were sponsored the chairs from the local store of some sort. And they said it was like the best thing they ever brought with them on the tour. Just <laughs> to be able to stop and put out the chair and just like relax. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's like for me, it's it's like this is your mini home, your chair somehow. Because I don't know, you, you immediately feel comfortable. And um, it's well, so and nice. Like yeah. if you're just sitting down next to the road and then in the beginning, we're like, ah, are we going to set up the chairs? It's such a hassle. And then. No, it's amazing. You know, you, you put them down and there you are. It's like, and it's really comfortable also. Yeah. And like you never get like a, a wet butt or like when you have to sit on stones, like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just always comfortable. Yeah, it really is. And it's, I think it's because all the, um, the people we met with chairs, they were all from the Netherlands. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there were a lot of jokes about the Dutchies with the chairs. And so I think what happened was there was this guy and he did a vlog about his travel to China. And then everyone bought his tent and his chair. Ah. Because he said it and it looked so nice. So, well, let's just buy it. So what kind of tent are you using? His uh, tent? We use the MSR uh, Elixir for three persons. We okay, used it. Yeah, that's a good call. So I think it's a bit, little bit heavier than the, what's the other one? The hub, hubba Bubba, yeah. Mm, yeah. But, um, well, it was also a little bit cheaper. Mm. Yeah. Nice. No, I really like the tent. It's it's amazing, and also that we chose the the three person tent instead of the two. And do you use um, some- uh-huh. do you use air mattresses or sleeping pads? Um, air mattresses. Yeah, I think you call it air mattresses. Yeah, yeah. The the C two summit. Um, C two summit. C two summit. Something or another. <laughs> yeah. Ones. <laughs> Looks like a mattress. It's like all these. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Wait. I, I, I wait. I, because I like yesterday I looked it up. Like, what's it called actually? Wait. I will. And while you search uh, for that. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, ultralight insulated mats. That's it. Comfort plus. Comfort plus. plus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say though, if I were to if I were to go on a proper traditional tour with four panniers, I think even I now having talked to people that took chairs with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dutch and bring a chair for sure. <laughs> you should totally do it. Yeah, you will not regret it. I think. And it's also not like it's only. I think ours is only 500 grams. Yeah, that's so pretty light, it's huh? Not, it's really light, actually. Yeah, it is. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I would definitely do yeah, it. Yeah, you really feel the king. Like if you're if you're uh, camping with other people and you're the one like sitting in your chair cooking, yeah. and the rest is just sitting on the floor and having a painful ass, it's it's really amazing. <laughs> <But> it's also. <laughs> Very good for when it's super cold because you're a little bit away from the from the ground, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's less cold. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I have a you little I have a little folding mat yeah. piece of foam yeah. that folds up, and I usually take oh. that. But then I have to sit on the, you know, sit on the ground like a not like the king, so or queen. No. So no, do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. So aside from the chairs, now that we've talked so much about the chairs, and I'm sure there would be one of your three things. Um, I'd like to ask what are three things you have in your bags that are not every normal everyday bike touring items but you absolutely love having mm, well I think for you it was your Russian book yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so before we went, we figured we were going to so many ex-post-Soviet uh, uh, countries, mm -hmm. and they will all be speaking Russian. Russian. Um, so I thought, okay, let's go. Let's um, let's learn some Russian. And uh, so we took a course actually before we went. Oh mm -hmm. wow! And, um, They're like fair, but it was a terrible course. I mean, well, it, it, no, it was quite it nice. It was big fun. We're like with all those retired people, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we were definitely the youngest. <laughs> like the rest of us, sixty plus, I would say. Yes, <laughs> yes. But then they were focusing only on the grammar, and we just thought, oh no, but we we want to know how to order bread, you know, and say hi to people we meet on the way, and um, we don't yeah. care about the grammar. But then, so we, I, yeah. I, I brought uh, a pocketbook, Russian. It's way too heavy. I think it was mm. almost a kilo. Yes, actually. I think it was a kilo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with all those lessons, and then I think um, every time I thought, okay, so now I'm really going to dive deep into this Russian I never did. <laughs> but I think still, I really enjoy times. Yeah, but I still I really enjoyed the idea of having it with me and <laughs> sometimes opening it and. Uh, and did you learn any Russian? Actually, yes. Um, yeah. But more, I think, just from Google Translate okay. and then memorizing it. Um, and we we used it quite a lot. And I think by the time we were in Kyrgyzstan, uh, we could have a small conversation. Well, maybe, maybe even like 30 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, so the grammar sucked, obviously. Yeah. But then... Um, yeah, we would definitely make one... Uh, like we would say something wrong every sentence. Yeah, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. But we, it was really nice. And um, I think... Not a lot of the the tourists or the bike tourists that are there, they put a little bit of effort in. Mm -hmm. So you really stand out. And it was yeah. cool. People really appreciated it. Well, and they were also super curious about Holland and about cycling. That was actually yeah. nice. So we could tell them, like, I don't know. It was really uh, it was really nice to have it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I but mean, I, li I, I lived... Like oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> maybe I would bring, like, an online course or... Yeah, don't take the guidebook. But That's still, a I, good I idea. really... Like that, I took it. <laughs> what else did you guys ha uh, do? You have that you uh, absolutely love. Well, maybe my watercolors. Like I didn't oh. use it so often, mm -hmm. but it was like sometimes it was nice. Like if you are early at a campsite and then you can like draw the mountains or something like this. Well, I, I wouldn't. Okay, it's maybe I also use it ten times, but it's like it's really nice to have it. Yeah. Yes. And Sitting in your chair with your watercolors. Yes, it's very comfortable. And I think I brought maybe too much clothes, especially at some point I felt I really missed it to like look nice sometimes. So I bought like an extra pair of shoes and some like clothes I really don't need. Mm -hmm. But then I really enjoyed having them because like you, then you can walk into a city and don't like look like a, and feel like a smelly cyclist. Yeah. Like you wear your t-shirt in which you have sweated already like 20 times. So it was that I really like that also, and it's but it's not necessary, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I also know one for you. Mali always carried a plant. Oh, this is true. It gave me a lot of joy. <laughs> you had a plant. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So in my um, handlebar, in my handlebars, I had like this this gap kind of, uh -huh. and I I just made a kind of a box. And then um, I, we were actually in Istanbul and uh, having dinner. And then there was this, this tiny basilicum uh, basil plant on the table. Mm -hmm. And I just asked the waiter, I was like, 
you know what, can I maybe take it because it looks great and I'll bring it all the way, cycle all the way to China with it. And the guy looked at me like, okay, weirdo, uh, I don't know. I don't believe <laughs> it, but take it anyway, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, I, I, I did. Well, it didn't last until China, but it did until Uzbekistan at least. Wow. And I, well, it, was really, it was really nice. It was always there. And The name um, was Irma. The name was Irma and I watered it um, every day. And... Sometimes it was a bit of uh, an issue because then I was almost out of water, but I really saw my plant needed some and I was very thirsty, but I would definitely <laughs> first water my plant. So it worked <laughs> very much. <laughs> and then one day it was very stupid. Um, we were, I think we were in Kiva and, it was and we were yeah. going around town and it was 45 degrees and I, I don't know, I forgot to water it for one day and it died. So it was very, very sad. Ah. It was a really sad day yeah, for you. Sad. But then yeah. I got a new plan in Thailand, I guess. It would have been but it was never the same. Yeah. You, so, should, uh, uh, you should get a cactus next time. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. But I thought when she then falls, she will fall into a cactus. Yeah, it's tricky. That's why I veto the cactus. That's yeah. true, yeah. That's a good so, point. Uh, we talked about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, let's talk about the bike tour. Um so you started your bike tour in March 2019. What, yes. Um, I mean, originally I wanted to talk about cycling al- along the Rhine, losing your passport, what happened there. But I mean, your parents did come out and cycle with you guys, which is really amazing, as you mentioned. Hmm. Yeah, so that was, yeah, so I think we were there for a week. And that was actually also with the passport. So it was the first day. So they all left in the morning. And then we had a, um, yeah, because the weather was quite shit. So we, uh, how do you say this? Like we were planning to sleep at a warm showers host, mm-hmm. but we could only come there quite late and I get eight and it was already dark at maybe six or seven and it was actually too far. Like, we didn't really plan. And we were also like, oh, the parents are gone. It's like our first, first real day. And then we arrived there and then, and the last hour was in the dark and we were also a little bit afraid because it was, we thought we lost the way it and there was, was no light anywhere mm. and it was just a bit like oh shit we're, uh, we're on this trip suddenly and yeah. we really suck at it and what's this <laughs> it's not nice at all and then yeah so then and then we arrived there and then i found out like the my bag with my passport my e-reader my your diary my diary like my hat for the cold like every like all like most important things it was gone so i put it in the front in my uh front uh pannier and it just fell out because we were like on this forest trail and actually because she never closes them yeah this is also a bit of an irritation <laughs> for me i'm not so good in closing my bags um so then we really felt like oh my god like 24 hours like not even 24 hours as the parents and we lost everything that's important and then <laughs> but, but then at least the people we arrived at this well, the first warm showers host, and it was like a hippie commune, and they it was terrible weather, but they said, no, let's make a winter barbecue anyway, because you guys are here. So it, was really, yeah, it was really a warm welcome there. Yeah, it was good, so we got a bit more relaxed. I think we just drunk a lot of beer also. Yeah, we it okay, well, yeah. <laughs> so did and you... Then, oh, sorry, I was going to say, did you just turn around and go back and find the passport on the road, or...? No, so, it was too dark already, and mm. we had no clue where it could have fallen, fallen off, so... Yeah, So and so the next they we i think we woke up maybe at seven because that was the time the sun rose and then we would just go and then i think after 16 kilometers it was just laying there in the middle of the roads in a forest yes it was so lucky lucky. yeah it's crazy and then we also find out it was my passport actually that was inside not hers (laughs) (laughs) that was actually quite funny yeah what was it 
Go ahead. Oh, no. no, it's okay. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to say, like, that was also a bit, what we were using was this, like, very, so we didn't really have, like, a, a navigation app in the beginning, but we used this, like, this uh, root book. Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, these Dutch, like, elderly cyclists, they make it. And it is really, like, okay, if you see the third lantern, turn to the right. So it is really, like, it is really if you're, like, part of the scouts or something. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's quite difficult. And it was all about the Romans. And but so it was a bit boring, but I mean, so that's also why we it was quite difficult to to find our way in the beginning, navigate, yeah. especially when it was dark. It was dark, and you're like, okay, so if you see this little bridge uh, and you see this big tree on the right, then it's the second on the left, and you're like, what, what is this? Yes, you know? <laughs> super difficult. That's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it made you go through all those um, well, those places where there was like a Roman stone. Um, yeah. And it's not really our interest, the Romans. Yeah. I, I don't know why we, we had this book. It was also fun in a way, but it was a bit crazy. Yeah, maybe, so we, we maybe kind of fun to laugh at anyways, right? Yeah, for sure. When we when we got yeah. more used to, to the style of, uh, yeah, of where, where to go, yeah. it was it was okay. You mean in the book or you mean yeah. like using an app? Uh, no, yeah. no, no, in the book, yeah. And we made some selfies with Romans. So I mean, it was okay in the end. <laughs> nice. You should send them world updates saying, hey, guys, if you ever get to China, when you pass the third left after the city of... Uh... <laughs> we should, we, we should, should yeah. yeah, totally. Um, what was it like cycling through Germany and Austria um, heading towards Slovakia? I mean, I guess uh, we'll, we'll call it Western Europe or yeah, Central. Yeah. Uh -huh. It was surprisingly nice, I would say, because we we thought, ah, it's going to be interesting from Turkey, um, because then it will be also new and. Mm -hmm. But actually, and the weather would be nice. Yeah, also... and the weather was really terrible in Germany, really, really terrible. So we didn't really camp, um, but we stayed a lot at warm showers hosts, and that okay. made it really, really nice. Was it uh, easy so to find warm showers hosts? It was so easy. Um, also, maybe because we were like too. Uh, Two girls, Two in, girls the in the rain and in yeah. a storm, and everybody said yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was it was surprisingly easy. I've heard and, uh, I've heard very good things about warm showers in Germany. So yeah, yeah, it is. We it was also we didn't expect it. I don't know. It was just so like oh my god, we met like amazing people every day. Yeah, it was really I don't know. And really, that like the trip had already begun or something. Well, in our heads, it was more like, okay, we just have to make it past Germany and then things will become nice. Yeah. But that definitely that wasn't the case. No, it was really, really nice. And and so, in I think the second or the third day that we, we cycled alone, um, then we met Carl, a German guy, uh, 70 years old. And, um, and he was also going to China. And we were like, what? This is crazy, you know? We're like two days alone and we met this guy and he's just going to China. And um, so we cycled together for a bit and we, we dragged him along to all our warm showers places. So he was like sleeping, like the 70 was like he was sleeping on the floor in a student house and yeah. stuff like this. Uh, so so that, was, that was also really nice. And he was really chill about it. And the, well, the student would be like, hey, I have like a double bed, but sorry for you. Uh, I don't have anything so you can just sleep on the floor, you know? Next oh, yeah, the mattress. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then next to the to the bin. Uh, and oh. he was like, oh, it's no problem, you know. It's, oh, wow, uh, so it's, laid back, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah very, cool. very nice. Yeah. yeah. No, so we really got into the trip immediately. And then I think, especially in, in southern Germany, we really enjoyed the landscapes as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, they become hills. Like, we had hills for because 
So we picked this route because it's nice. So first you follow the Rhine, then you follow the Main, then you follow the Danube, because then like it's it gonna will be, be flat easy. and you can just get into it on an easy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you don't start with mountains, but then at some point, I think it was because of the wind. So we took like a detour with a lot of mountains. It was actually really nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And then when we entered Austria, it started to be sunny. So that changed a lot. Yeah, that was so nice. <laughs> so suddenly it was actually nice to sit on your bicycle and look around and yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have to cross the mountain ranges in Austria or did you kind of like looped around it? We didn't. No, yeah, we didn't. No, we followed the, the Danube all the way almost. Um, I think into... Um, into Bulgaria even. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, wow. So through Slovakia, uh, Hungary... What were they yeah, like? Yeah. Serbia. Yeah. Um, Serbia. Ah, so hey. actually, it was funny. So we had a friend who came to Budapest mm-hmm. and he cycled with us to um, Belgrade. And like we keep saying like that was really the ugliest part of the trip. So it's very sad for him. Like he came all the way out, but it was really like, it was only like... It's the Hungarian Pusta, which is something like, I don't know, it's like, like Steppe or uh, Desert kind okay. of... It landscape. was only headwind. It was only very, very big roads, and then it was nothing. Yeah, like, it was really. <laughs> but the people were nice. So we visited my friends, and uh, all right, that was also that nice. was amazing. Uh, she, she's like the daughter of the mayor in a, in a tiny village in southern uh, Hungary, and I don't know. We we had to with her boyfriend. We had to go uh, to all the fifteen uh, highlights on TripAdvisor, and I mean, it's it's not a highlight any any of this because it's a tiny village. Yeah, yeah. We had to do was one of the highlights yeah, and, and we like, had to drink all this palinka this uh the plum uh, wine or the, some kind of wine yeah, right yeah. yeah 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 i think it's plum so it was yeah. amazing it, it was for the people it was really nice but then the landscape no in hungary was the worst no and then serbia became super nice but also uh, the first days i would say until uh, belgrade it was not nice to cycle no 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 that's true only highway yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so what was uh what was nice about serbia and i guess bulgaria as you've left serbia but what was nice about Serbia? What did you like? So, yeah, so once the people... So it was also like we arrived and immediately we got like all these gifts from people. I think it was Easter. We got like Easter eggs. Someone gave us a pizza. This guy came up to us and was like, oh, what does it want? Oh, here's a candy. Like it was really a nice uh, start. And then after... Be- and Belgrade is a really nice city also. Mm-hmm. And then after Belgrade, we went to... Uh, what's it called? The Iron Gates. Yeah. Which is really super beautiful. It's yeah. like this gorge you cycle through. Oh, I saw those pictures. It looked amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's basically like the two mountain ranges uh, divided by the Danube, and you have like these high rising um, rocks. And yeah. yeah. Because it's still it's the Danube, really... but then it's, I think, only maybe a couple of meters in width. Yeah. So I know a lot of water has to go through there. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. It was nice. Very, very pretty. And in Bulgaria, I think for us it became rough for the first time because then we we uh, left our Roman route book mm-hmm. uh, route. It was time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had to be on our own, and and I think we we just so we just plotted a route for the first time. I think and we thought, ah, okay, so we want to go from here from the uh, northwest to the southeast um, on our way to Turkey to Istanbul. And um, we just kind of plotted the route um, a bit straight, but then we ha- we went over mountains mm-hmm. and um, well, we no. actually went through a very poor uh, region. 
and there was no really accommodation we could find. So we thought, okay, this, we will ask people for the first time to sleep in their garden. But because it was also on the beginning of the trip, we didn't really have experience with wild camping. So then this friend of ours came and he had a lot of experience. And so he like, so we did it with, with him for a couple of nights that, okay, now, so then we in Bulgaria, we will also like do it on our own. But then, I don't know, we, I don't know, it, it, there was this also so much alcohol going on. And then, so at one time we went into this village and we said, okay, can we sleep somewhere? And then we had to ask the mayor, but the mayor was too drunk to answer. <laughs> and it was all a little bit like, they were, huh? and it was like, I don't know, so much men. Yeah, and they were all like, didn't feel really safe for us. Looking yeah. at us and like, hey, what do you want? I don't know. Then, then I don't know. Yeah. So we, so then we thought, okay, let let's just ask some people that we that we think look really nice. So we asked like a lady in a random square, and she was terrified of us, and she ran away. And then we asked the next lady, like thinking, oh, what, what are we doing here? It's terrible. And then she also said no, and we we walked off a bit, like, ah, oh, okay, what's the plan now? And she came back suddenly with her husband, and she said, you know what, actually. It's super weird, but it's fine. You can actually come and you'll be our guest. And we we're like, oh, this is so nice. He said, yeah, we, we live just a, a bit further. Just follow, follow us in the car. But this was actually, I don't I know. I think like eight kilometers. Eight something. kilometers. It was up and down. Up and up. Oh, we wow. raced, it was terrible. Yeah. But they were the sweetest people. Yeah. And still we were really not comfortable at all because we were terrified. Because they put yeah. us in, the, in a small house with their friends. And so this was this guy alone, um, tiny house, and we could sleep in his bed, and he was like sleeping in the living room, and uh, he was, uh, it was also very very hot because yeah I he think he kept like putting things on the on the fire for because okay this was like girls they, they shouldn't be cold, but, but it, it was, was warm yeah I don't know like 35 degrees in the room and we we didn't really dare to say sorry it's super hot already don't do yeah, it yeah. <laughs> because he was just being super nice. But then they made they made a very nice dinner for us, yeah, and it was, actually really nice. it was a really really lovely evening. And of course, no, nothing happened, and they uh, they waved us goodbye. And we we still receive stickers from them through what? Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good for our so, uh, also. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of the first time that we really thought, okay, we we're just gonna show ourselves at people and see what happens. It okay. was terrifying. Oh, that's so, wild. Um, so yeah, I did see, um, in one of your posts that you, you did talk about the, the often spoken of dogs of Eastern Europe mm. and, um, I know they can be very problematic. How did you deal with the dogs and, um, manage those situations? Well, like in the beginning, we were really, really afraid of them. Terrified, yeah. And I almost thought, okay, well, we cannot do this trip. Like, there's too much dogs on the road. Like, it's too scary. And all, but it was, I think, mostly that we didn't know how to handle it. And so I, I kept saying, okay, I read somewhere or someone told me you just have to stop because if you stop, the dog will stop. But my was like, well, I'm crazy. Like, I'm crazy to stop because like it's really counterintuitive. So like, I'm not going to stop. And I was like, well, I'm not the only one who's going to stop. <laughs> so we really had like a bit of a, a fight about this. Yeah. And in the end, I don't know. Because what, what we did then was then when Daka, we would just like cycle as fast as we could. But it's really scary because the dogs will come they running after crazy. you and they almost like they try to bite you. And that, that's really, oh my God. Then like, it's really scary. Yeah. And then I think at some point, some we just start with stopping and that's it's so weird because if you stop the dog stops yeah that's just how it goes 
like they're not interested anymore. And then the nice thing of being on a bike is that you can always put your bike in between uh, you and the dog. Yeah, in between you and the dog. Mostly, yeah. And then, or you can also cycle very slow, actually. Yeah, but very slow. Very slow. Yeah, so I think once we dare to do this, um, it became very clear <laughs> that this, this is actually really what you have to do. Wow. And, and then actually it... So we were with friends and in Azerbaijan, um, for them it went wrong because I think it should have been a crazy dog. Maybe it had rabies or I don't know, because then he, um, they cycled past and he got bitten in his arm. Um, so that was actually a time that we were still really scared because we, uh, we, they were a bit ahead of us and we, we met them uh, when they were on the way in the car of somebody else to the Mm -hmm. hospital because he needed the, the injections. Um, and then we knew, okay, up ahead in a few kilometers, we have this crazy dog. So that time we got so scared again, but we, we, so we gathered stones and sticks. And well, then we were also with this other guy, uh, uh, Ian, you also Oh yeah, yeah, him. I know Ian. Yeah. And yeah. he had a very funny way of dealing with dogs because he would just like drive straight into them. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a madman, like yeah, go. <laughs> I think he also felt a bit like, okay, I have to protect them, which was really nice. <laughs> but he was like, it was very funny for us. Yeah. <laughs> That he uh, has a second option, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, another option. You can handle dogs like this. Yeah, yeah so we yeah. were totally ready with the three of us. Like, he was going to drive into this dog and we were going to throw stones oh, yeah. or anything. <laughs> but then the dog wasn't there. So oh, <laughs> it was for nothing. I think it just went away. But I think apart from that one incident, after we knew how to deal with it, it was actually okay, I guess. Yeah, well, I think just after, sometimes like, also from Turkey onwards, it was okay, mm-hmm. because then we knew what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, and I think only in Thailand, there were quite some dogs again. Yeah, Thailand has a uh, lot. That's true, and then I would, like, that was weird, because then it would, like, sit next to the owner, and still they would, like, come running at you, and you would be only, like, one or two meters away. That was really scary. Yeah, and it was not so nice that the owners didn't really um, tell their dog. To stop. So what thing I had so when I when I when like when I get a little bit scared I will just shout like some like swear word in Dutch like very loud, and then the own. But I think for in Thai culture it's really like you will never raise your voice whatever happens like it's really like that you are you say like you're, you lose your face yeah I know yeah lose face you could say it like this, mm-hmm. and so those owners would just like look very angry like like what are you doing in my village like you cannot raise your voice <laughs> and we would be like no you well, know like control your dog yeah. <laughs> that was a bit weird yeah so yeah no but this was really like i think it took maybe 10 people to tell us no you really have to stop and then we thought oh stupid people okay we will stop for one time was and it um, did it start in bulgaria or was that where the dog started to become an issue or is it before that yeah I think one in Serbia, but then we were with our friends, and mm-hmm. our friend is like a very big guy. He, he cycled with us then, and so this dog was completely after him. Yeah. Mm. So we were like, okay, well, he was terrified, but he at <laughs> least the dog chose him. Yeah. <laughs> so we were happy then. So yeah, it started, but also in Hungary, I think we had a few. You know, I think Bulgaria, I don't know, it was also the first time we were really like on small roads, like not even paved roads. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, true. And I saw that when you guys, um, arrived in Istanbul you had some friends come to meet up with you there as well right yeah exactly that yeah. was also really nice you guys are super not famous not cycling but uh, just they came for they visited us for three days I they think. just said I think they they really wanted to see us so they just booked a whole two week holiday to Turkey oh, and nice. we spent four days with them yeah 
Yeah, it was really nice to see them uh, also. Yeah, it was really nice. And later in Turkey, actually, um, we had six more friends um, and they were really cycling with us. So no, they, four more friends. Four out through, yeah, we were six together. Yeah, so from Ankara to um, Cappadocia, mm-hmm. um, that was really nice they came also. along. That was also really nice, yeah. We had a lot of dogs there as well. Yeah, and they were really like new and they were really afraid of it, I think. So then also we had to really like, we had to tough up. So then we were really like, no, I can handle this dog. Just let me. <laughs> and that was also really good. We were suddenly the experts. We yeah. didn't really feel like, like it, but then we became, <laughs> I <Yes>. guess. <laughs> what were some yeah. of your highlights in Thai? Uh, sorry, highlights in Turkey. I think for sure the people. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't know what to expect, and uh, well, everyone tells you like, well, the Turkish hospitality is really nice. It's really crazy, but then like. You think, okay, well, let's see about that. But then when you really have a ride, it's just, I don't know, it's just so nice. It, it's a bit unbelievable, I would say. Like, yeah, like like when you when you cycle up a mountain, people stop their car and just give some water, or they give you food, or they say, okay. Advise you all the time. Yeah, come, come drink some tea. I don't know. It's, and sometimes a bit too helpful also, like... Um, because I think there's often um, family members that work in the Netherlands or Germany. Okay. Um, so we most uh, often could talk with at least some people of a village, and then yeah, mostly in German. we always had to wait. Like, ah, oh, so you're from the Netherlands? Okay, wait. We will get I don't know. Like, um, uh, Mohammed. Mohammed will come now, and he will. He's because he he knows a bit of Dutch. He will tell you where to go. And we were like, ah, oh, we know where to go. But okay, <laughs> yeah, let's wait for Mohammed. <laughs> And then this guy would come and he would be like, ah, okay, nice. Well, can I invite you? And then let's go have tea. (laughs) Let's go have tea. So have a tea. And then after he was like, yeah, so the nicest route to this next place you want to go is you go here left. And we were like, ah, okay, thanks. But it's over the highway. So we prefer to go to the right. And then the whole village would be like, no, 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 no. Don't do this. You have to listen to Mohammed. (laughs) You have to go here and there and there. We're like, ah, thanks for the advice. And shit, how are we going to take our own way? (laughs) It was pretty often they, I don't know, they want to help you so much that sometimes you 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 almost cannot say no. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But no, it was was really amazing. Yeah, I I think like... The, the hospitality could get to the point where you, you're not accomplishing like the distance you're trying to go each day and you only have a limited time on your visa and yeah. Yes. Yeah. What did I know? What happened? Yeah. Uh, what was the, I, the blog post about, uh, your riding into Cass, is it Cassieri? Cassieri? How do you say the name? Cassieri? Uh, oh, I know what this is. It was with all the, um, ah, uh, this was really nice. So we were, so we cycled with our friends to Cappadocia, and then in Cappadocia we saw three people cycling, and then we thought, ah, these are really tour bikes. So we mm-hmm. went and talked to them, and it was a, a Dutch man, also I think 69, like quite old. Yeah. Uh, and then a Dutch uh, guy of maybe our age, yeah, and like in twenties, and then a, an Austrian girl. And so we all cycled together. To, so we we said, oh, nice, you're also cyclists here, blah blah. You want to cycle to Kaiseri together. Okay. So then we rode five, which was really nice. And then actually we also met another guy, a German guy. Yeah. And so then we were with six and then we entered Kaiseri and some of us wanted to go to Decathlon. And, but so we had like quite attention, of course, because like, mm-hmm. I don't know, we were six like these Western, uh, uh, cyclists, a lot of stuff. And then there were some guys on racing bicycles. And they say, oh, hello, how can we help you? And what are you doing here? And we said, well, actually, we want to find a decathlon. Oh, please, can we bring you? Can we drive with you? 
And I think there were like four. And so they drove us like to the Decathlon, like into a garage and like all these very funny ways. And then we were there and then it turns out they were part of this like cycling group or crew. Mm -hmm. And so they called all their fans and I think maybe 20 game and they all had like this very, I would say like very proper racing bikes. Yeah. Like they were, they were really like, I think they would go like weekly. For sure. Yeah. And then, and then they all escorted this us out to the hotel. And that was really, really nice oh, because cool. they were also like, okay, I will walk this road now. Okay. Everyone go, <laughs> go, go. And then, okay, I will follow you. And they were really like, oh, you're so and that was really nice. It was really nice. Yeah. Very sweet guys. Yeah. Very sweet. <laughs> and they had to, I think we even let them bargain for us, right? In the hotel room. <laughs> yeah. That's actually true. I think they were all like 16, like yeah. very young. <laughs> okay. Maybe you can get a good price for us in this hotel. And they were, okay, well, we try. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Turkey was really amazing. I think also after, I think it was a week later, maybe. We were still with all these people and uh, we arrived and we, we were looking for accommodation then. And uh, there was, I think, a hostel in a gas station. Petrol, yeah, in a petrol, petrol station, station, yeah. And, uh, but so we, we looked online and we saw a, a pretty good price. So we, I think we even already booked. We, we booked and we, we just arrived and the guy, he spoke perfect English. He was like, no, it's bullshit. Like, uh, no, it's, it's way more expensive. No, he said it's not per room, but per person. Mm, that yeah. was, I think, the thing. Right? Yeah, I think. And then, uh, well, what happens? We made a whole scene, like half of us was dramatically getting their bags out and leaving. <laughs> I um, was actually, so he was like, no, and also I don't really like the internet. And I was like, well, you cannot say you don't like the internet. Like, then you, you shouldn't be on the internet if you don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. And well, but she was like, really? Like, okay, oh, whatever you think. Like, okay, but well, that's the price. So in the end, we just, I think. We just paid because there was no other option, I think. <laughs> And then after like we were in the room in the one hour, he called us, okay, iftar's ready, it's time for your food. And we were all like, oh my God. We, just, we like, felt made... quite embarrassed because we made such a scene for a couple of euros and <laughs> and they were all like, <laughs> he so didn't friendly. care at all. Yeah, he was just, and so we sit down there just in the, in front of the gas station, station, like on a very big table and just had dinner all together and they thanked us for being there and we felt so awkward. Oh, how could we behave? <laughs> Yeah, like also for this couple of euros. Yeah, I felt very Dutch actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, but it was nice. Yeah, but it was nice. It's for him. It just didn't matter at all. No, it was not personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really nice. That's wild. What was Georgia like? Mm. It's on my bucket so, list. I I remember like. <laughs> so it's funny because there's like so there's no alcohol in Turkey. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's Muslim. And then right before the border, we already saw this huge signs with casino and, uh, this advertisement for alcohol. And we're like, ah, okay, this can be different. <laughs> really different in Georgia. And it really was like, but it's you, also like the first city you cross, if you cross like on the coast, like on the Black Sea, it's Batumi. Mm -hmm. And they call it like the Las Vegas of Georgia or something like this. Well, <laughs> okay. It's a little bit too much, I would say, but. Well, there's a lot of hotels, a lot of casinos. I, mean, I don't know. It was just crossing the border and we, we were right on the beach and we suddenly saw all these girls in tiny bikinis and everything. And we're like, oh, geez, this is, this this is, is so different. different. Yeah. yeah. It's such a different world. And, well, and also, when we I arrived know. at the hostel, we immediately got offered wine. And um, it was. And yeah. also, like, we didn't really, like, so there was in Turkey, like, always, because there's not so much tourists, especially in the east. Mm -hmm. And especially in the places you come when you cycle. So we were always like, oh my God, who are they? Who are they? Like, 
I don't know, like people were always staring and we always felt like really looked at. And then we were there in this Batumi city and oh, it was just so nice. We were drinking alcohol. We could go on the street with like very, very short pants. Nobody and no was looking at us. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> so we, we really enjoyed that part. Like I wouldn't maybe enjoy to go there on holiday just from Amsterdam and sit there. Like, that's, I don't think that's nice, but in the light of yeah. cycling, it can just be so nice to be in a city with like, oh yeah, like to not stand out. Yeah, that's, I don't know, yeah. that's really No, nice. but I mean, for Georgia itself, um, so we had more friends coming over. <laughs> Did you again? Um, wow. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they flew to Georgia and they, uh, two guys, and they rented a car. That was um, also nice. So we made some mountain trips and basically drove around the whole country. Mm. And Georgia is an amazing. It's it's really amazing. It's uh, yeah. the the mountains are gorgeous. And also we so we uh, drove up um, in the car and then we also went past a lot of cyclists. And we thought, hmm, yeah, next time we will cycle here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's really nice. Um, and the food is amazing. It's it's really fatty, but it's, it's really, really nice. When you're cycling, it's really the best. Yeah. And there's a lot of alcohol going on, which also, I don't know, what like, it's nice to have a shot now and then, I would say. Yeah, uh, and some glass of good wine. Yeah. Oh, the wine was also good, too. Yeah, yeah they yeah. have, like, a really yeah. nice, they're red wines. I remember having, like, um, really nice Georgian red wines. Uh, while I was living yeah. in Russia, way back um, after the ban, because Russia banned the import of Georgian wine, because they're conflicts. Uh, but my buddy, his dad had a restaurant and he found a case of it in the basement. And so he brought it to his summer house and we just got absolutely hammered on Georgian wine. And I, I remember it being very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> there were not so many options, not so many roads. Mm -hmm. So I think this was also the first time we had to go sometimes on big highways um, oh, that's true, yeah. that were a bit busy. But then once you, I mean, it was small parts. And then once you could get off the mountains and the, the, the roads in the mountains, mm -hmm. it was good quality roads mm -hmm. and very, very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we started very good. long because there also we, we, uh, we applied for our Chinese visa there. So we were, I think we were there for six weeks or something. It's like very, like you, I think you just cycle three days. Yeah, yeah, I always seem to hear people people apply for visas in Georgia and they tend to get stuck there for quite a while while they're waiting for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did a bit of work away. Um, oh, yeah, because of the traveled, yeah. traveled around. Yeah. No, Georgia was really, really nice. Yeah, we also have been there before. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. Why did you decide to go... Um, well, I guess you went down to Azerbaijan, but why did you decide to cross the Caspian and not go through Iran? Because you guys can get visas, and many I people can't. <laughs> we can, yeah. What it mostly was was that so as much as we liked Turkey, for instance, I think that's a good expense. But like, but it was also quite tiring for us. Mm. So if you just always get so much attention, and like, so we mostly felt safe, but not always. And then we read some stories about like women traveling in uh, Iran without a guy. That is not like I don't know, like they were harassed some some of them. And like so, there's all these stories of like people say Iran is my favorite country, 
And it's not like it can, of course, be your favorite country, but you need to have like energy for it. You need to be up for it and you need to be fit. And I think we were a little bit tired, yeah. like maybe the whole Turkey experience, because, well, we loved it, but it, it is tiring. And then we thought, well, if we just take the boat, it just felt more like, I don't know, like a school Relax. trip. Yeah. Like we would like be with a group of nice people and we would be together and it would be like, like something funny. Okay. Yeah, we, we thought maybe, then maybe for us, Iran is a better destination when we will travel without the bicycle. Mm. We also heard about like endless stretch of desert um, mm-hmm. and it was pretty hot by then already. Yeah. And also, I really wanted to take this boat. I, yeah, I just also really heard stories about it. I thought this is amazing, you know, it's own funny boat. And- get on and yeah yeah i thought yeah yeah but I, it's like like it's funny like almost like a i don't know like this fun trip together with friends like no that was also yeah mm-hmm. it just sounded fun and easy but we, yeah easy, but, but we, we it, it was for a long time it was an option because we also met a lot of travelers who said no we will definitely go to through iran um so we kept it open for for a long time yeah yeah and, well, uh, I remember that yeah. Ian, uh, in my interview with Ian, he did talk about you girls, um, mentioning that I think what you guys were in Azerbaijan when you met, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And he said he felt like uncomfortable for you girls because of the way men were looking at you and stuff. And he said you guys kind of brushed it off a lot easier than he did. But he, for him, he felt it was uncomfortable. What was it like? Yeah. So I think. In general, it is every every everyone was super respectful. Yeah, maybe even more. So we heard like from like uh, like couples that like they would come to the guy and they and people will say okay, so no, they would say, say to her like, are you married? And then they oh well, then then they can go or something, or then I can hit on you. Well, with us, they would always like take it. Like people would always uh stay a little bit be- how do you say this like yeah we felt like men kept her distance yeah, they kept- in a way and they um, were really respectful and i mean there was I, I think definitely because we also noticed you know if if there's like a guy in front of us cycling alone a bit and we are behind most likely uh the car will drive past this this guy and the window will open when it's almost that uh passing us and they will wave at us or scream something but it's never Almost never something uh, sexual or harassing. Okay. No. So I think for us, we were by the time so used to all the attention we get, and yeah. actually almost I, always it's it's just a hi and how are you and um, uh, well done and go on oh, and you're okay. strong. Like, good, yeah. This kind of comments that we um, I don't know we got so used to it and not intimidated by it that we kind of felt chill about it i guess um but i can really imagine that for ian who is like not used to this kind of um attention all the time like wherever well, we also go. like sometimes happen at cars like just keep going like they will they will they will like turn and yeah, they will come maybe like sometimes. five times oh, and wow. every day that is annoying that is annoying yeah it's maybe quite annoying yeah it is quite annoying but it's also i don't know like like there's for us maybe there's no point of like making a very big deal. Like what do you want to do? Like do you want to say shut up, go away? It's just also I don't it, know. It's, like it's, they don't mean it. Like it's more mostly that people get super excited because also quite often like when we're in a restaurant and one guy has to come talk with us, they they like shaking because they get so nervous because they have to talk with these two girls. And they also go, oh poor guy, like relax please. But 
It's, yes. So, and sometimes if you draw attention to it, it makes it even, it like entices them to go further. So like by maybe. giving them a reaction, you know, they're maybe if, if somebody's being not kind about the way they're going, you know, getting a reaction is that's what they're looking for. So if you just ignore yeah. it and keep going, eventually they just piss off. And often what we did was just like say hi back and, and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. and fine. Um, but I think we mostly saw it as like uh, that people were just really excited to see us. Yeah. And I think that's that's also the best way to look at it because otherwise if you think oh, they want something. And so I think maybe once a month, one guy asked us for sex. And that's, that's of course, very It doesn't annoying. matter which country. We had it everywhere. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And it's a bit stupid. And I think maybe one of the first time was in Turkey, and then after we said, oh, shit, but now maybe they don't, like, wave at us because they want to say hello. Maybe they also want to have sex. And then we got very nervous from it. But then, I don't know, it just... At, at some, a certain point, you can better... I don't know, yeah, just... It's just nice to also think more positive. Yeah, and just be like, okay, well, let's let's just answer happily to everybody. And then there is going to be this asshole once in a month. Yeah. And he's going to be an asshole, and we can respond like an asshole to that. And let's be nice to the rest because otherwise it's no fun, you know, if you, yeah, expect the words from all the other guys as well. Yeah. And I think and also, this is also what and I And we li- got more tough, We got sure, re- in so our the, reaction. The first time we were like, oh, 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 but like the last time it happened, it was in Sumatra and we like, we found this boot and we followed this guy and we made a whole roadblock and like this guy was really scared of us. Yeah. Because, but, okay, you, like this is not how you, how you, uh, how you approach women. Like you cannot do stuff like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But that was also... Uh, yeah, we really we really got tougher on these guys. The first time we would just stammer and be like, oh my God, yeah, this we guy's just said, like, do you want sex? And he went away and we would be like terrified and, and very shocked and yeah. shocked for a while. And now we will scream at this guy like, what What the fuck are you saying? What is your problem? Oh, wow. What is your problem? And yeah. then we and then make a- them scared. Which is nice. And you've grown, you've actually. developed, you've yes. like, you've yeah, that's found really it. Nice. Then, it yeah. then it doesn't feel like, then you don't, you don't feel like the victim because you yeah. really did something. Yeah. So that's, that's a really, and there's uh, a slight chance he might not do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and made that inner voice your outer voice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe. I guess, uh, let's talk about the boat. You guys wrote an amazing little blog post about it. Um, I believe, uh, I wish I would have it right in front of me, but you guys had a whole series of steps to go through it. It was included, uh, yeah, yeah. the guy that you talked to originally will be the guy who you talked to later again. And can you tell us, I guess, I don't know if you remember the whole thing, but what is the, what is, what are the steps to getting that boat? <laughs> wait, wait, one second. I get it. Um, what was the question? What the steps are? Well, I think we can tell you because here it is. Okay, Mari has it. Time for a quick interruption to thank some of the Bike Tour Adventure partners. The Bike Tour Adventures podcast is proud to be partnered with Redshift Sports. Founded in 2013 by a team of mechanical engineers who happen to be avid cyclists, they've been focused on creating components that make a meaningful difference to the riding experience, such as the Switch Aero System the shock stop suspension system, and the kitchen sink handlebar system. I've been using the dual position seat post paired with the shock stop stem since 2020 and have nothing but great things to say about their products. Beginning in 2010 with environmental sustainability as the main focal point, Restrap has been in the bag making business for quite some time. 
Having used Erasebacks since 2021, I find their holster system and magnetic buckles to be extremely effective and truly unique. Named after the animals that roamed the Tibetan Plateau, Cheru Endurance Bikes was started by Pierre-Arnaud Le Magna in 2009. After noticing a lack of endurance bikes on the market, Pierre used his expertise, know-how, and racing experience to create high-end carbon fiber and titanium bikes for the discerning rider and racer. For discount codes, check out the show notes or go to the Bike Tour Adventures podcast website. We were very nervous before mm-hmm. um, yeah. because we read on all those, those funny and weird blogs that, it's, that it, it's really hard. And so Ava, she's a bit more anxious than I am. Yeah, I would say uh, so. So she was busy with these blogs forever. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think we, we, we read this, this, these blogs and made our own list with the, okay, step one, step two. Uh, and first we had to get the, the number of, of Amul, which was like the guy it's on the yeah. internet um, for the tickets. Um, yeah. And then they also said, so text him. But don't trust this information because you have to go first to the harbor anyway. But actually, also text him because then you you know you're you're in touch with him already. Um, and okay, we were also quite lucky because there was this guy we cycled with in Turkey, and he was already in the harbor. So he was also texting us. So he was texting, and we were still with Ian and with another Dutch couple. Okay. So we also uh, it was nice. So we knew okay, we will always go on this together. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got this information from this guy in the harbor already, and he was like, ah, okay, it seems like there might be a ferry tomorrow. Um, and then we thought, okay, so we have to go tomorrow. And uh, we, so we uh, texted with Ian, like, okay, tomorrow morning we go as quick as we can. And um, and we did, and there we found, we went, we had to go to this funny container in the back. We found this container, and there was Amul again, this guy <laughs> we had to text. Um, it all just had like papers and all the paper would write bank and then they would, oh, this on is the, the container. Bank. Yeah. Yeah. So they, that's how you could find your way around. Yeah. And then, so we went to Amil and he sent us to the bank and then we had to go back and we had to show our passport and, uh, to show that we paid in the bank. Um, and then we had to wait and he said, okay, fine. You have your ticket now and it will leave in, uh, only five hours, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah that's lucky. Very quick. Um, because normally I think people sometimes wait for days and then we were so ready after five hours and of course there was no boat uh, so they kept on saying okay but maybe in three hours but mm-hmm. be ready and we were ready all the time um, but no it was three more hours three more hours it can be in three more. but the nice thing was there was the the final of the women's uh, soccer uh, how do you call this like soccer the tournament wo- soccer tournament like the world, world the world Cup. the world cup we, like, I guess we stole the Wi-Fi from Emil, like someone figured out the code, <laughs> and then we were all watching it there on the iPad. That was actually a nice part of the yeah, waiting. Yeah, so we didn't really mind waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I know we just and some of we just thought, okay, let's put the let's let's put the let's tent just out, sleep maybe, and let's and sleep a little bit, and then oh no, wake up, you have to be there now. Uh, oh no, actually not. Wait for two more hours. Ah, okay, now you can go. Oh, but actually you cannot go on the boat because then first, so we were already through customs, but then all the truck drivers could go before us. So I think it took three more hours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then after that, we could finally... And then we were actually with this guy. He was French and he was in front of us. And then I don't know what he did, but he went into um, these break-off regions in uh, Azerbaijan, which you cannot go to. Yeah. So he had all these wrong stamps in his passport and it was this huge thing in customs. And so he had already his ticket. 
but they accused him yeah. in the end and we had to wait and wait and wait and in the end he was just left behind like okay sorry guys no, you're gonna, wow. not gonna yeah because there's yeah, a there's a couple there's uh the breakaway um oh what's it called i i should know this but anyways yeah, um Ah, with the N. No. Nagorno-Karabakh. Nagorno-Karabakh. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah he went. <laughs> but I see this guy, because we met him later, he had problems with every border. And, and it turned out he had like a military passport or something. I don't know. He did some, some military stuff. Oh, yeah. wow. so he, he was on all the blacklists. So I guess. Yeah. He was not, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> uh, what was it like? What was it like to arrive in Kazakhstan? I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty different from, uh, from the Europe part, I guess, Europe and... It was, yeah, suddenly all deserts. And, and camels on the road. And people looking very different. It was really a new world. Yeah, but nice. It was really good. Yeah. And it was really nice that we arrived, but we were five. So then it really felt like you were a group, and we mm-hmm. all took the train together. Oh, even with six we were. Uh, but Ian, so some of us decided to cycle, but we thought, okay, we're not going to cycle this. It's too warm. Plus, uh, so because we got our visa in uh, Tbilisi, in Georgia, we only had like three months. And said, okay, well, do we really want to put like a month in cycling in the desert mm-hmm. instead of like cycling maybe in Tajikistan or Kyrgyzstan? Yeah, we had to take some train somewhere we knew already. Yeah. So then we, yeah, we mostly took train and we cycled. Oh, but then we thought, oh, actually, it's nice to cycle over the border. Uh, also because apparently the train waits there for maybe like 10 or 15 hours. It's okay, well, if we just cycle there. We might as well just cycle the stretch. It yeah. might be quicker. <laughs> and so we did it with uh, with, uh, yeah, with Thijs and Inka, with this couple. So it was actually... Uh, it was nice, it but was, also... Uh, it was also like... After that we thought, well, that was it with the desert cycling. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so warm. Yeah, it was like our uh, kickstand uh, sinking into the tarmac uh, because it was <laughs> so <Yeah>. hot. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we slept in the train station that night. Yeah, because we went to the first station, to the first village. Okay, here we can take the train in Uzbekistan. But then, uh, well, there was not a hotel or, like, it was also way too warm to put up the tents. Then we just slept inside the train station. Oh, wow. We could could shower with the police. It was actually, the people were very sweet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, Because everyone was saying, like, oh, Uzbekistan, like, the border crossing, they will, like, they will look at all your pictures, and it will be very terrible. And then, but we we went over, and they were only flirting with us. They were like, mm. "Hey, how are you? What can I have your number?" And we're like, uh, "No, <laughs> uh, but uh, what's your name?" And it was so. Uh, but none of them asked for sex, right? <laughs> no, that's nice. That's nice. They were nice. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think, and it was also a bit awkward because then we could go in front of every line there. Yeah. Mm. But I think they changed like their policy then two years ago because then this dictator died. Yeah. Yeah. So and then it became more like I don't know, now you don't need a visa to go there. It's more relaxed. It's yeah. more relaxed. And oh, I think they were cool. all really I don't know. What, was, were um, the, what were the trains like? You took uh I think I saw in your pictures you guys were in just the normal Platzkart type cabins. Mm. Uh it was I think more <laughs> Uh, more exhausting than cycling. Was, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, for sure. The trains? I mean, in Uzbekistan, yes. Yeah, it was really warm, but... Well, you just you couldn't it do anything. It was so hot. It was so hot that the, um, uh, the windows um, were all damp and people could, like... They were drawing yeah. in it. Uh, because of all the sweat. Because everybody was sweating so much. Yeah. And, well, we could basically not move, right? Because yeah. it was so, so hot. Because it was just standing and it was already 45 degrees outside. Yeah, we, it was, really it, it was like a oh, it's a 
like a greenhouse, you know? Like a sauna Standing or there, a greenhouse, yeah. There was yeah. no airco, there was nothing. Uh, it was, I don't know. <laughs> but we it had this very sweet, interesting experience. sweet Russian, I think she was a Russian teacher, this lady, and she really took, um, I think, yeah, we were only two of us, and they, she really took care of us, and she was buying us tea, and like people were buying us ice cream. Oh, we got the, um, the, how do you call it, like the, the, the thing that you uh, get fresh air? I think air, it's called a fan. A fan? A uh, oh, fan, like, uh, yeah. uh, like a hand yeah. fan, like the, the like a hand yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we looked like we needed one, so the people gave us, and <laughs> it was a really nice experience, also. And we, now well, you practice, we practice our Russian, yeah. But it was just really, really warm. Yeah, I can imagine. I've been on, I've been on buses in like even Ukraine in the summer and stuff that have no air conditioning, and they're extremely hot. So I can imagine a Russian-style train in the middle of the desert and yeah, yeah. Uzbekistan being uh, something else. What were the cities of uh, Kiva, Bukharo, and Samarkand like? I mean, because it's just yeah. on this like little green stretch, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we also cycled from. Oh no, we cycled from Nukus to Kiva, right? That yeah, was also yeah. the only green stretch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Really beautiful, but also really hot. Um, Surprise. I mean, when you do this. When you cycle from Western Europe to China and you want to go over the Pamir Highway, you probably leave around March. So you will always have, I guess, this heat in Uzbekistan. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess it's so much nicer to be there in spring or in autumn. Um, because I think we, we did the sightseeing mostly from 7 till 9 because it would be bearable, mm-hmm. the heat. Um, and midday, it was just horrific actually. yeah and we just wanted to be in a hotel room. i don't know it was like it was the heat was a little bit too much there i would say yeah it was yeah. but really? it was really really beautiful and also to go out at night and there were like lights and all these uh um, lighted up very beautifully and yeah. yeah it was it was really amazing yeah. i i really enjoyed it i would definitely recommend to go there but maybe yes. yeah maybe on a less warm time yeah, yeah I, I went to iran in the middle of oh, was it august august and it's extremely hot so I can yeah. imagine, I mean, and it's got a lot of desert and stuff as well, and definitely yeah. similar to yeah, Uzbekistan. Yeah, like 50 degrees, like that, I don't know, it's like... But then know. we also heard that it was an extremely hot summer we oh. had, because we were, when we were sleeping in, in Nukus, it's like basically at the edge of the of the desert, mm-hmm. um, they had they had huge problems uh, last year, because um, it was so hot, and... Um, yeah. It was it was more dusty than normal, and uh, I think the heat yeah. was it was a it was a longer and hotter summer than than usual. Maybe also due to climate change. I don't know. But we heard but, this um, a lot of times actually that they say, "Oh, this is actually the hot war." Also in Malaysia, they it was also it. yeah. It was a lot yeah. of times they said, "Okay, we've never had it this hot during this time of the year." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, interesting. Um, the Pamir Highways, uh, or the Pamir Highway. What was your route through it, and how did you go to? How did you choose your route? And um, we just, I think we that? just followed the M41 completely. Mm, so you first have to stretch from Dushanbe to um, Koroch. Yeah. yeah. Mm, and then we choose like the, the north route. So like you go up through to this pass of, I think, 3,200 meters or something. Yeah. It was the highest actually for us then yeah. we have ever been on the bike. And, but then that was. Uh, especially for me, it was so tough because it was super warm. It was the road was so bad, 
And I quite often had in the evening, and I thought, oh, actually, the pictures look quite nice. Like, it was nice where we were cycling. <laughs> I just had no time. Like, I was only, like, looking at the at the road and yeah. trying to, like, with these. And that, I think it's also, that was maybe the only time we thought, okay, it would have been really nice to invest it in super, super good bikes. Like, I felt a little bit like, okay, like, maybe my bike cannot handle this. We just have to be quite okay. careful. So... And it, it all went well, but it's not like we don't have bikes where you can go super fast on dirt roads with. Yeah, I think especially because you have such a light bike. Yeah, you yeah you're still around an air bike, right? So it's a little bit no. smaller tires and stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you felt, I think, more like your bike or your frame might not not, uh, not hold. Um, yeah, I was afraid or... that something would. And then also there, it happened that we started to get a lot of flat tires. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> So then from Koroch, we thought, let's just follow the M41 because it's mostly paved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so paved. Yeah. Um, and then it's nice. because And actually, I'm really happy we did that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. One of you guys yeah. um, got quite ill, right? I believe? Yes. You yeah, did. that was, was Eva? me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And was that just because of the altitude or was it uh, like food related? No, uh, where was it? Oh, it was there. It was not, right I don't think, cool. yeah, not because of the, it was more, I think, because you were it was exhausted, Yeah, I, I think it was more, it was just so hot, and I had just, I don't know, I had such problems with, I don't know, like, physically, like, it, it was it was really, really tough on me, like, because it was after 8 o'clock in the morning, it would be super warm, Yeah. and then you'd be climbing and going down and up and down, and I lost, like, a thousand meters of height every day, I think, mm. and then... I don't know, and then it was a dirt also, road. I think you ate something wrong. So it was a combination, and then you were just in this, yeah, in this Yeah, like heat, exhaustion, mixed in with uh, yeah, some bad like, food. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. And then actually, so we were in this guest house, and they were like, oh, 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 we take care of you. And then they, they, like, they called, like, three doctors, and they all came, and, like, they poked in my belly. And they said, okay, yeah, you have to go to the hospital now. Immediately. And then Mari was like, well... Uh, maybe she can also stay here and we see if it gets better. And, wow, wow, that sounds also nice. <laughs> yeah, just stay here. And then... Uh, I well. don't know. Yeah, I, I just had the feeling they were... They were excited there was someone. Uh, <laughs> <ill. laughs> so yeah. I, it felt a bit like, oh, okay, nice. We have a patient, you know. But let's take her to the hospital and see what we can do. And I just felt, ah, oh, I, I really want to cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think you just have some some stomach problems and it will be fine if you take some rest. Yeah, yeah. so what actually happened, I was feeling really better, but then I really felt like eating some salt and then I, I ate a whole bag of chips. Yeah. And it was of course a very bad idea and then I, I had to puke again and everything started again. So it was actually, it was also my fault. So then the next day, the owner of the hostel was just like watching me every step. He was like yeah. this lady, she, she will just eat a bag of chips when she's sick. She doesn't know how to care for herself. <laughs> it's not, it's not normal. <laughs> Bring rice like every hour. Like, oh, you think you can eat? Okay, I'm gonna eat an ice cream. No, you cannot eat an ice cream. Like he was really, really uh, like watching every step, and that was good. So that's how she improved. And well, I, yeah. I remember. Um, so did you guys take? Uh, did you take days off the bike then to to give a bit of time to heal? I think one or two days. One or two days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then after, like, I think we cycled then to the last stretch to Kuroch, like a, the mm-hmm. bigger city, and then I fell ill. Also, I think from food but it was just one afternoon so the day after we um and we set up our tent in someone's garden and they 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 took care of me it was really 
sweet. Well, they kept so, saying you have to drink vodka. It's very important you drink vodka now. It's good for everything. Yeah. And we were like, well, you, you didn't do it, I think. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was sweet, but no thanks. And then we went to Koroch, and then we took a, a, a couple of days rest yeah. before we okay. went next stretch. Yeah, yeah. And what was it like? What was uh, what were the premieres? I mean, everybody talks about it, so... Everybody. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was really uh it's just like like no other place cycling on the moon we've ever think. been before. Yeah. Yeah, it was I don't know, so special and we um and we we so we cycled mostly with uh with two friends, um an English girl and a Portuguese uh, guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's Irish. She's very angry if oh, you, sorry. Uh, if you Irish. Me. Okay. Sorry. Um yeah, Irish Portuguese couple and then um they were really. I think we 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 cycled together because we um, we noticed that we are both quite slow. So we did mm. small distances a day, and they um, they really like to cook, um, even in the Pamir. So for them, uh. it was super important to bring as much uh, vegetables as possible. Yeah. And uh, to I like to to make uh, mashed potatoes um, at four thousand meters altitude with a small um, I don't know. I also didn't know you say it. Like, like how, where you make the uh, potatoes tiny with? Uh, the, I peel, don't know. Peeler. Yeah, with a the peeler. peeler. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we were like peeling for two hours at 4,000 meters high. It was super important because then we would have uh, mashed together potatoes. With <laughs> mashed potatoes with uh, yuck butter. Um, yeah. So we had kind of the same interests. and uh, cool. So it was also just it's really nice to share this with other people, I would say. Yeah, it was wonderful. And we would always eat when, like, at some point it was so cold, so we would always eat with the four of us in our tents, because then to warm up the tents already a bit. And um, also, if you eat outside, you get so cold from eating, like, and if you eat inside, you get warm from the eating, and, and you stay warm. Ah, okay. And also, they taught us, like, what they would do is, like, they would boil eggs um, in the evening, and then we would put them in our sleeping bag with our socks. <laughs> and then we have like warm feet. <laughs> yeah. So we, we learned all these tricks. From and then in the morning they... you eat the eggs, presumably? Yeah, at lunch. Okay. <laughs> so it was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No. I remember me, um, one person I talked to, they said it was so cold that they would, oh, maybe it was Ian. He said that he would boil all his water and put oh, it wow. in all his warm water bottles filled with boiled water and put them in his sleeping bag and in his tent and... Yeah. That's yeah. quite smart, actually. Yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, I know we also had these things we took, like that you can break, and then I think they're warm for eight hours. Oh yeah, yeah. And we used them once. Yeah, the coldest yeah, night. The I coldest guess. night we used it. Uh, so it, it was really special, and we really took our time. Um, so all our the friends we met before they were way ahead when we, <laughs> whenever we uh, entered yeah. Kyrgyzstan. Um, but it was really good. So we also. Uh, especially our friends, they were in the morning. They they would take their watercolors out and start <laughs> making wa- a watercolor painting. Um, yeah. And we we would often stop whenever there was a tiny house to ask for tea and uh, some protection for the wind. Because um, it's quite like the if you are that high, it's quite brutal. Like there's the sun is super intense. Yeah. The wind super strong. And then you're completely exposed. So also, like, we had, like, both these very red faces and, like, skin Funny falling hair. off. Yeah. <laughs> we look terrible. So that was also, in the end, we were really like, okay, we're, we're really ready to go down to 3,000 yeah, meters. Yeah, I think at first you go down to 3,000 meters and just let it, like, I don't know, it will become a little bit more chill. Yeah, yeah. So that was... Uh, but it was a really special, uh, special experience. 
Yeah. And also swimming in these these high lakes and I remember one was I, I wanted to go because I really like swimming in, in cold lakes and then Pedro, the the Portuguese guy, he wanted to he also wanted to do this, so we were going in there but it, apparently it was kind of a toxic lake. So when we already when we swam we felt like ah this is weird, you know, for your skin. And we came out, and then especially his hair because it's black, it 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 turned grayish. <laughs> uh, and we thought, oh wow, this this was really wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. and maybe, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we kind of tried to shower after to get it off. Um, I don't know. It was just a lot of very special and different than anything I think we. Yeah, it's like it's, it's uncomparable also with other other months of cycling. Other trips are very. And I think, well. Like being like when we were on there, I also find it quite tough. Maybe sometimes a little bit too tough, but it was also, I know, it's a very special experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. And I yeah, noticed that after, like, a lot of people go straight into China from, like, they go to Osh and then turn around and come back and then go to China after a little break. Um, you guys went up. Did you guys go up into Kazakhstan and stuff? Is that right? We did. You yeah, did. we even crossed back into Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. Um. Because we wanted to visit this this, this uh, girl, she invited us when we were in um, I think Samarkand, also Uzbekistan, in Uzbekistan, and she said uh, it was an all women group, and they were amazed that we were uh, traveling as two women, and ah. they invited us um, at their home. So we we just went, and uh, we were their guests. Um, it was quite funny. They, they they thought we were very dirty. So they, every every hour he said, "Okay, wash your hands now." Okay, come wash your hands. Then, yeah, okay, and they we, we had to hand in our clothes, and they were they were washing it properly, and they were ironing ironing my shirt because they said you the cycling shirt. Yeah, you <laughs> you cannot look like this. It was like okay. Bought <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They bought a skirt for Eva because I think they thought it was really inappropriate that she had she was like only in her cycling pants. <laughs> yeah, so they bought a skirt, and they were really funny. Yeah, they were That's very cute. lovely. And then after that, we we went back into Kyrgyzstan and headed up to. Kazakhstan um, but then actually we were a little bit in a hurry the whole time yeah because we we had this date on our Chinese visa right. and we, we had to enter before yeah. um, so we hitchhiked a bit there with some trucks um, yeah it was and we also had we were a little bit tired of the Pamir still yeah yeah. Like it was, uh... but I also had friends in in Bishkek so we, we really wanted to go up to Bishkek uh, in yeah. Kyrgyzstan uh, for sure to meet to meet them and we thought we also heard there was this like this canyon uh, in Kazakhstan and Almaty is a nice city so we thought it's okay. nice to go to go up uh, go past this mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was nice. and then from there you enter China yeah yeah and you guys took a train in China how did the how did the long distance train in China compare to the one in the, with Central Asia I would say it was a lot louder in China. So I think Uzbekistan was really like, I think we were the only ones talking there. And you keep saying to me, okay, Eva, you have to be more quiet. I thought, okay, okay, I'll be more quiet. <laughs> but in China, it was like people, you know, it was also like, I think China was our first and maybe even the only like very big culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like it is so different. Like there were all these children like eating these like raw chicken uh, uh how feet. do you feed like with cat i mean like oh my God. Like, what's and, happening here and, and then, then there was just there's like people would like still call their friends at 11 in the morning and they put the alarm at six to also call a friend or to like i don't know do something with their hair 
And like there was not like everyone was just very very loud. And at some point I was like, shh, 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 at like one, I think. Yeah, like midnight. be quiet. And then they were all like giggling and they were like mimicking me, like saying shh. shh, shh. <laughs> so it was really like uh, it was all. Oh, yeah, you you find it very funny. I find it, yeah, but it was. Um, no, we really had a culture shock there. Yeah, we we felt like because for it's because we spoke a bit of Russian in Central Asia, we mm-hmm. had so much contact with people. People were very interested mm-hmm. in us, and we were in them, and we had a lot of conversations. And in China, we felt like people just wanted to take a selfie, take a selfie, and and go. That yeah. was all their yeah. interest. And, uh, it felt very. Um, well, we really felt like so we couldn't understand them, and we really felt like aliens because. So we were really surprised that there was no English going on, like no. But they were also really surprised that we didn't speak a word of Chinese. So they quite often they would like, uh, like they would say it like five times, and we said okay, no, and they were like, oh my god, you don't even understand this. And then they would like draw the the Chinese signs. <laughs> I was like, okay, they read it maybe. And we were like, sorry, we but cannot we read Chinese. And they were like, are you stupid or something? And yeah. we thought. Are you stupid? I don't know. Because <laughs> really no, no, no concept that you wouldn't know Chinese, right? Like it, never... it makes sense. Like yeah. if, you, if everyone, like it's a lot of people who who, who understand Chinese. Yeah, I think it we. Was, when, yeah. Also, when we crossed the border, like where are you from? Uh, Holland. Hmm. And then uh, the Netherlands. No. Hmm? And then we like we kept saying, and then only like the day off we were like Holland, Holland. So it's like you know it was <laughs> really had to adapt. <laughs> And also because it's like a like a sound language, so then we would in the beginning we would like try to practice some Chinese, but then people wouldn't understand because if you do like, I don't know if you don't put the the end of the sentence. Yeah, up, yeah, they have the really, tones. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so, so different then. Uh, tone language, you probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was not easy. But it was a, it was also it was really beautiful the cycling there. But yeah, we only, but we only had fifteen days, so. And then maybe we could extend it with another 15. So we just measured the distance from the Vietnamese border. And we fu- we figured we could do about 1,500 kilometers. Mm. Uh, and we didn't really expect it to be so mountainous. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but it was maybe some of the most intense cycling. I yeah, think. we also had, were a little bit in a hurry. Yeah, so we had like a fixed distance every day. And... Um, a lot of people go through uh, the Tibetan plateau, but we didn't. We like straight went straight down actually mm. um, through um, Sichuan and Yunnan, and we went through very desolated mountain places. And it was there was I think partly that was also why nobody spoke any English, yeah. and we were probably the first cyclists they ever saw. Um, yeah. and we couldn't go in a lot of hotels because then you needed special permission for a hotel to host tourists and. Yeah, and we, we so we tried to camp a lot, um, and it was interesting because people were very afraid in these in these like far away places, um, because I think it was mostly elderly people, and they were they are I guess still a bit afraid of foreigners, okay. and especially weird foreigners like us that want to put our tent in their like, you know, in their like uh, houses. They have like a, a rectangular uh, houses with their um, uh, the animals on one side. This is their their living okay. place. Mm. So we could never go inside. Like we, we tried every time because we thought it was really cool. Um, they were like, okay, please go as far as you can, and yeah, you can still have some water, but please go as far as possible. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Which we did. It was it was kind of a special uh, experience with the locals. So, but then also once we got invited by, the, by young people, uh, we and were. Then actually, we asked like, can we camp? And I said yes. But it was like the golden week, so the Chinese holiday. 
So then they were like the young people that who spoke English were at home. Yeah. And we asked them because we, we noticed they have a lot of flat roofs in China. Yeah. But oh, this is amazing because it was really mountainous there. So we couldn't really put our tent. And we said, ah, can we maybe put our tent on top of your roof? And they were like, yes, And the course. girl was like, this is very strange. But yeah, why not? Yes, just come in. And we're like, we made it. We made it into their house. <laughs> and then it turned out the day after was the wedding of the youngest son. Yeah. So then we got invited and that was all really nice. And that was really, I think, good that this happened because then we, we, we were so welcome there and they spoke very good English. And um, yeah, there was we, we really felt like, ah, okay, so there is also warmth and friendship going on here. Yeah, that was and, nice. Uh, because, yeah, we had tons of questions for them because we were so puzzled. Mm-hmm. Um, and they answered it all. So I think after this moment also we felt a bit more... Um, yeah, we liked China more. More welcome and more... Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Nice. Yeah, because I mean, China is a very hard, a challenging place to travel if you don't know the language. And yeah. most foreigners don't know the language. So it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, it can be really something... So after that, you guys went down into Vietnam and did you cycle the length of Vietnam or just parts of it? We, we cycle uh, halfway, I would say. Yeah. And then we went into Laos. Okay. So we did like the Ha Siang loop in the, in, on the on top, but then at some point we were also tired again after the whole China thing. So then we took a bus into Hanoi. I think we stayed there for like five days or something. Yeah, we took a rest there. It was, uh, yeah, we needed a, a bit of a holiday. And then we went into, uh, yeah, then we did like the Ho Chi Minh route. Roads, yeah. The Ho Chi Minh Trail, I think it's, yeah. No, not the no, trail. Not the trail is really in the jungle, but the road is, is it's the paved road. Oh, okay. um, but it's, it's like, uh, it's really, you have very few cars and it's uh, yeah. quite mountainous. It, re- it was really beautiful, beautiful uh, cycling. And um, the people we met there were also very, very friendly. Okay. Um, it was it was really good. Um, and also the the people were so different than the Chinese. Uh, way more outgoing. And uh, suddenly people were we were having a coffee. They had great coffee there. That they was do. Also nice. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then some someone was sitting on our bicycle driving around. We we're like, what? Yeah, they're really uh, uh, outgoing. Yeah, yeah, it was really uh, something <laughs> else. Then. Nice also. It was really good. Yeah, it was nice, huh? Vietnam was nice and very beautiful for the yeah, the nature uh mm-hmm. nature really, really yeah. good as well. But it was oh the only thing was that was I think it was quite busy we didn't like about it. At the yeah, on the roads, that's true. It's a pretty and narrow country, so I've heard I've heard it's very busy and there's so many rice paddies it's hard to find places to camp, so you kind of like stuck mm-hmm. with hotels. Yeah, no, you can yeah, but that was actually for us nice when entering Vietnam was that Every uh, accommodation was for, for like only eight euros for two, mm-hmm. and for so less. then it became quite cheap. Yeah. To stay in a hotel. Yeah, we did it way more often in uh, in Vietnam mm-hmm. than we did in China. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. And sometimes we asked people to camp in their garden, um, and that was okay. The Vietnamese, oh. they, they were more like, uh, sure, come, come, and uh, do you want some food? And oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Where that did you go? Nice. Where did you go in Laos? We most okay. I have to think. So we went. Ooh, we went to the Takhek Loop. Takhek, Takhek, Takhek Loop, Takhek Loop. Yeah. So you can. That's really nice. So it's a. I think it's mostly done by motorcyclists, and then you can take like a small detour from it, and then you can go through the Konglor Cave, and you put your bicycles on a boat. Oh wow. So that's actually really nice. So you put them on a boat, and then you 
I think it's like a one hour um, boat trip uh, boat through tri- this cave. And it's completely dark and it is really special. And we, I think we went there super, super early. So we were the only ones. And then the boat broke down and stuff like this. It was all like a very nice uh, adventure, I would say. Yeah. 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 And it was it was beautiful in Laos also there because it's um it was like the artificial lake for this big dam okay. so you had all those trees sticking out um it yeah, was, it was nice. really nice yeah. yeah and the kids are amazing in Laos like they're just so, so loving <laughs> very so sweet yeah yeah and the sunsets that was really like it was so pink pink purple yeah on the Mekong right yeah it was mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. yeah it was nice did you guys go to Luang Prabang? We did it. No, we went to yeah. Vincennes. Vincennes. Okay. So we we stayed way too long in the tuck. So we we actually we arrived at this climbers camp, mm-hmm. and we thought oh this we thought oh it's nice a campsite. So we went there and I thought okay so when will you start climbing? Because oh we didn't really think about this. But then we said, oh well now we're here, let's do some climbing. So we took a course, and, and then, then I think we stayed there for six days or something, and then we like we run out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Then we. <clears throat> Yeah, because we actually had planned uh, our Christmas with um, other cyclists that we met before mm-hmm. in, uh, in Thailand, in Huayin. Um, so I think all we were four couples and we all had to rush at a certain moments because everybody was late. Oh, wow. So I, everybody was taking trains and some from Myanmar and some from China still. But everybody uh, made it? or? Yeah. Yeah, in the That's end, cool. everybody made it. And we, for so us, we, the problem was also a little bit like, do you want to go... So we also wanted to cycle the south part of Thailand because we had heard nice things about it. But then we couldn't enter too quickly into Thailand because then we had one month visa. Because then we had to rush in the end. So we were like, I don't know. It was a. Uh, in the end, we we all made it. I think we hitchhiked a little part. Yeah, a little part. Yeah. yeah. So did you guys go to Cambodia or you went from uh, right into Thailand from Laos, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, what was it like so being in Malaysia and through, I guess, Ramadan? Well, you, you were there for all of Ramadan now, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so we were first in Malaysia in January, right? Yeah, like yeah. eight or ten we entered. And then we stayed for, I think, already a month. And then we went one month to Sumatra and then we came back. Ah, and then okay. Rona, so the plan was to fly out from Singapore on the 23 March. Of March, mm-hmm. Greece. Then the plan was to cycle home from Greece to Amsterdam. Okay. Uh, so, well, I think the 16th, everything locked down. So then and we were on Tioman Island, a small island. In were you the... already on Tioman when the lockdown started? Or? Yes. So okay. we thought, let's go here for three days. And then because we are only like 200 kilometers from Singapore. Yeah, you're not far at all. Mersing's close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we will never reach our uh, our, our destination. Yeah, and then we noticed, uh, well, we heard about, um, well, the world getting crazy, and we, we got a message that our flight was canceled. Um, oh, no, actually, we couldn't enter Singapore. It was closed. Yeah. Um, mm. So then we didn't know what to do, and we, we decided, okay, we, we, we just stay a bit more on this island and see how everything develops. And then um, Malaysia went into lockdown, pretty yeah. serious. And then we... We had a couple of days to decide if we wanted to stay on this island or um, whether we wanted to go to mainland because they were going to cancel all the ferries. And then well, we... and mainland would probably mean like go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was like on mainland people couldn't like, I think they could only stay in their hotel room, only go out once a day to get some food. And that was, that's a nice thing about this island. Like we can still swim. 
I think not officially, but... No, it's all not allowed, but then since this island is a so-called green zone and there's no cases here, um, the police doesn't really check. And um, mm. and there's like once in a while, the police from mainland come and everyone wears the mask that day and for then no day. one can swim for one day. And whenever they take the boat or the, the, like the when helicopter Like when you see the helicopter out, leave, then oops, everyone goes. It's actually it's really funny. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so at first we thought, oh, so we'll stay a couple of weeks and see how we get home. And now we are here for over two months already. Yeah. And, um, well, it, the problem is also, so we, when we came here, we thought it's for three days. So let's not take our bicycles. Let's leave the bicycles in a hotel in mainland. And then after, I think maybe four weeks, we, like, so at some point they closed this, this hotel. But we didn't really know. So then we found out it turned out they have closed and that the key is 200 kilometers to the south in Johor Bahru is yeah. another city in another city yeah, in Johor Bahru and that they cannot go to the hotel so we can just because there is this lockdown so people cannot travel yeah. so yeah. We, we figured oh shit even if we want to get home you can actually just pull yeah. you can't take our bikes yeah we cannot access our lives in our bikes so then we decide okay we just have to wait then uh until we can move again yeah and then actually we can now, because but now it's the the Ramadan and the Hari Raya, so now we have to wait until the Hari Raya is over, and apparently then they can come again, and so then so that's why we also booked a plane home for the eighth of June. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah. the end. There's there is no cycling from Greece back to Holland. No, but then we so we thought about an alternative end because we felt a bit sad. So we first tried to fly into Austria and from there cycle back home. Okay. But then apparently it seems to be not possible to fly in from outside of Europe. Um, so now we fly back to Amsterdam. But then after four days, we will still go to, to Austria um, again with my family. Okay. Um, we make a little cycling family trip out of it. They will bring us in the car um cycle for four days with us and then they'll just go back and we still will cycle from austria uh home, back home. well that's the plan for now like, oh, that's yeah, very let's cool. um so we're a bit nervous about it and it would be yeah. very lovely to to still be able and then we thought in austria we and switzerland we probably go into the mountains a bit and uh wild camp as much as we can um so, without yeah, meeting other people and uh yeah, we're very curious if this if, if we can succeed uh, to get back home like this. It would be really nice, nice way mm -hmm. to end this trip and not... Uh, not yeah, also not because we cannot go into our apartment until August, so it's just nice to... We have no job, we feel like it's not the perfect time to look for a job right now. Yeah. We still have money, it's summer in Europe, so it's just nice to uh, mm -hmm. make yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think you've... How do you think you've grown through this whole year? Plus, tour. Year mm. plus. <laughs> so I think we've like, oh, I should talk for myself. I think I've become a little bit more tough. Mm -hmm. Like what we said about with the, with the guys, like, um, I don't know, I feel more at ease and with stuff like this. Like I, I don't get scared uh, so often as I did in the beginning. And for me, it's, I guess, um, after, after going up to people and knock on their door and ask whether we can sleep in their garden, this would be, I, I think I'm quite outgoing, but not, I wasn't that outgoing before. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really feel that, um, in this trip, I think 
also because we are two women together, um, we really asked for a lot of help and uh, we always got it. And I think for me, I really learned that if you approach people in a nice way and um, people will always help you. And yeah. uh, we just be actually, nice to you. yeah, we were talking so, about this yesterday that we always think like, oh, most probably people will like it if we just uh, knock on their door or if we ask them for this certain uh, tool which we don't have ourselves. And I think it's almost true. It's almost always true. Yeah, I think in some some of the countries we noticed that the hosp- hospitality, um, maybe it's also kind of a burden for people mm-hmm. because they are kind of obliged to do that. So mm-hmm. I think we, if people look very poor or um, I think also through Ramadan period, people are kind of obliged to uh, to give a lot they and to a share lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to impose ourselves on people that we feel like shouldn't give us too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, also because it's often not easy to give something back. We try, but people not always accept this. Yeah. Um, so we really want to do this. But I think in, in general, if you, yeah, I think um, the world is a nice place. Like I was, I was more scared of it when we when we left, and now I feel like in any country. Also, if you think it's a scary country. Uh, most of the people are just going to be super nice and uh, yeah and once you get resettled in um, in Holland are you going to start hosting warm showers yeah yes. for sure oh. <laughs> we can't wait actually oh nice uh, it was really I think warm showers were also one of the nicest part of the trip yeah we used it so much uh, it, I don't know, it's just so amazing that you also for instance this guy that we already texted this uh, family in Singapore like can we stay at you blah blah because well, mm-hmm. before we leave and then like they were really helping us and they really took care of us like when we were still here and giving us all the information and it just really feels like you have friends in every country yeah and they will take care of you also we got like from all our former ram shower shows i think it's in like malaysia five, all of them sent us messages okay how are you oh, how wow. are you nice. in malaysia and if they could help us if, if we need any kind of information yeah. on the situation here and uh well, and yeah, it's really, yeah, it's, really uh, it's really special. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to. Uh, I mean, I would have originally this summer been looking for to do some cycling through exactly that area because we were gonna. My wife and I we were gonna fly to Belgium. We have some friends living there, and then we were gonna cycle around Holland and stuff. And but mm. now that's canceled, and um, so we're gonna. We'll see ne- next year, maybe. Maybe next year we'll be coming through. Nice. Yeah, you're well, most welcome to stay at our place. We have an good. extra room. You have to carry your bikes up three stairs, though. Yeah, that's the only disadvantage. Three stairs or three flights of stairs? No. Oh, three flights of stairs, yes. (laughs) Um, Where can people find you guys if they want to read your blogs? And um, I mean, you guys have a very, very in-depth, detailed daily blog, (laughs) which I I very, very heavily went through. Um, But for, for people who like serious reading, where can they find you? Well, they can, I think they can just go to our Instagram. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, our Insta, and then there's I will, uh, there's a link. There's a link to our day to day blog. It's oh, in okay. English, um, with pictures and everything. And we have our Instagram accounts. We also have a website, but it's all in Dutch. Um, and it's also also not really updated. It's really not so mm-hmm. up to date. And what's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is twelve break blocks, and twelve is as is in numbers. So one two, mm. and then break blocks. How did you come up with that name? Because that's what we, yeah. Uh, so we were thinking, like, what do we want to have? What kind of name do we want? And then actually, we did it in Dutch first, like 12 Remblokjes. It's like 
So it's like things we are carrying with us. Yeah, so we thought, okay, we take 12 spare break blocks. Uh, so we, we made this into our name. But then we were very stupid. We thought a lot about the name, but not really about the break blocks. Because the, the break blocks we took, we just thought there's one sort of break block. So we ordered break blocks. 12. 12. And then when we used to, uh, we had to switch them. It turned out they didn't fit mine nor her bike. So they were useless. <laughs> All those 12 <gasps> stupid ray blocks. Yeah, uh, but I still carry them with us, which is a bit stupid. No, I think we, we tried to donate sell them. them donate them to people as you go. <laughs> yes. I think we just gave them away to some. I think we some, first yeah, tried we to some... change them at a bike bike shop, but that no they one was interested. They were not interested at all no. in our break blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Well, ladies, it was uh, it was really great to hear your story and um, to have this chat. Is there anything so thank you for having else you would like to share before we go that I haven't thought of? Um, I don't think so. Well, go to to all the non-cyclists. Um, just do it. It was really for me this this no, one nice, year yeah. one of the most amazing things. I think maybe the most amazing thing I've ever done, and. Uh, we really went, we, when we left from Holland, because we did the, the, a few trips before, uh, we thought it was like cycling in France. Um, and of course, it was not at all like cycling in France, but it was it was so much better. Really. It was uh, yeah, it's nice. so much more adventure and mm. stuff going wrong, which is the, the best for me. If everything goes wrong, because then, I don't know, people help you and it's amazing. Yeah. And I also think that for a lot of people, it's really like, oh, it's so intense to do the cycling. How do you do it? But then... Actually, it's just like you sit on a bike for a couple of days, an hour uh, a day, a couple of hours a day, and you go from place. Like it's not, a, it's not, it's not hard. so much about. And you just go as far as you need to go, or you feel yeah. you want to go. You know, you don't have to do crazy days. It's not as difficult as it sounds, or yeah. as crazy mm-hmm. as it sounds. It's just like you take just nice days, you meet nice people, you sleep at funny places. That's it. Yeah. And you eat, eat awesome food. Hopefully. Okay. Yes. Uh, it depends on the country. Yeah. But yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What was the worst yes. country for food? If there was one that you, you know, just liked the least? I would say Central. Ah, uh, it's not a country. Tajikistan, but, uh, maybe? Uh, yeah, Tajikistan. It's just absence of, of anything fresh. And uh, stupid club over and over again. I mean, it's also nice. The rice and the carrots and the onions. And but the it's meat. not like hot cuisine. And if you have it mm. so many times. Essentially, I think. And there's always some weird meat inside with some fats, chunks. See, I love no. pluff, but maybe not if I ate it every day for like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Ian was complaining about the bread in Tajikistan. He was like, that stuff is just like, it's so revered, but you get so tired of it too. <laughs> I think it depends because they will. I think they make it only once a week. Yeah. Mm. So if you are on the first day, it's nice. It's amazing. But if you're on the sixth or the seventh day, it's like it's, <laughs> it's moldy. It's like carton. So amazing. that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's a big uh, difference. Well, amazing. It was awesome. I have to let you go. It's uh, 11 p.m. here, and I haven't had. Um, well, I had a shawarma earlier, but I haven't had my dinner dinner yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you should go to bed, maybe. Yes. That too, after. Well, thank you. Have a good morning. Daytime there. It's, it's day. It's only 11. <laughs> we have the whole day ahead of us. Yeah. And uh, enjoy your enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your last thank week you. in Malaysia. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. 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 Hey, everyone. Before we end this podcast, I'd like to tell you about some of Bike Tour Adventure's other amazing partners. 
Very proud to be supported by Brockton Cyclery, a Toronto-based bike shop dedicated to bike touring and bikepacking. Carrying many of the top bike touring and bikepacking brands, I can honestly say that they have helped me to build the most durable and fast bikepacking bike possible. We're also supported by Race Day Fuel. Their mission is to ensure that you consume the very best and appropriate food and beverage for the task at hand. Working with top brands such as Scratch, Noon, and Untapped, they have all your nutrition needs taken care of. For discount codes, check out the show notes or go to the Bike Tour Adventures website. I want to end my show by thanking all my listeners once again for the emails and comments I receive from you regularly. It really motivates me to keep going with this project and to share people's amazing stories. If you have comments or questions, you can email me at info at biketouradventures.com or go to www.biketouradventures.com and shoot me a message through the contact form. You can also check out the webpage for past podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, and my new touring tips page, which is slowly getting created. I'll also be integrating the Touring Talk podcast episodes into the Touring Tips section so you can listen to or read on whatever topics you like. If you're enjoying the show and like what I'm doing, you can also become one of my show supporters by going to www.patreon.com slash biketouradventures. And for just a few dollars a month, you can help keep this show going. Much appreciated and keep on peddling. I want to end the show by thanking all my listeners once again for the emails and comments I regularly receive from you. It really helps motivate me and keep me going with this project and to continue sharing people's amazing stories. If you have questions or comments, you can email me at bike at bikepackadventures.ca or go to bikepackadventures.ca and shoot me a message through the contact form. You can also check out the webpage for past podcast episodes, bikepacking routes throughout Canada, blog posts, videos, and touring tips. Lastly, I'd like to once again thank all the individuals and companies that are supporting the podcast. If you are enjoying the show and like what I'm doing, you can become one of my show supporters by going to patreon.com slash bikepackadventures. And for just a few dollars a month, you can help keep this show going. You can also help out by sending a one-time donation through PayPal. This money all goes back into the podcast, help me to cover the costs associated with running the show, buy new equipment when necessary, and produce the high-quality content that you've become accustomed to. Much appreciated, and keep on pedaling.